Hello everyone, welcome back to Living More of a Life, the podcast. I'm Jane Tarrant, your host, and I've been joined today by Katri Barrett. She's a life and business coach and founder of the Curiosity Club, from which I have benefited greatly. One of the greatest reasons for us not living more of a life can be ourselves, holding ourselves back, a lack of self-awareness and not seeing the value of investing in ourselves. For a lot of people, the last few months have shone a light on this and they might be thinking, well, what now? So we've recently had a situation where the whole world has been taken by surprise. Would you say that having this uh, COVID-19 lockdown has actually allowed people to have the time and the space that they wouldn't usually give themselves to have a bit more self-awareness or to realise a little bit more about where they are and whether that's where they want to be in life, whether it's whether it's a type of life they want to be living, more so than what you experienced before the lockdown. Absolutely. And I think, and obviously everyone's experience in the last few months has been really different. And I think it's so important to acknowledge that for some people it's been horrific and they've had they've suffered extreme losses be that personally be that through their businesses or or it's been really stressful for other people it's been quite enjoyable and it but it has 100% given people um it's been enforced and some people have liked this some people haven't way of pausing and reflecting and taking away the noise the distractions which we all distract ourselves with with socializing all the time spending money shopping all of these things that suddenly for lots of people are, are unknowingly co- their coping strategies they were taken away and so you suddenly are left with okay well what do I want my life to look like do I want to be commuting every single day um or have I really enjoyed being at home and seeing my family more have I enjoyed not having my social calendar booked out every night of the week and every weekend for seven months in advance or has it made you realize actually that for lots of people they've been feeling more anxious and they realize wow actually anxiety has it comes up a lot for me and I want to now make a change for it or I realize how much I've been doubting myself and holding myself back and not putting myself out there and I really want to make a change now is the time that I want to make a change I want my life to look to, to, to look differently when what what type of life do I want to go back to essentially and that's a question I've been asking and, and, and um, exploring a lot with people which lots of people haven't in the past before now lots of people aren't ready to do that it can be scary to look at yourself and and it can seem daunting to realize that your life isn't where you want it to be because obviously it, it requires work it requires a lot of self-work a lot of self-insight and taking actions to kind of step out of your comfort zone to make those changes and, and lots of people aren't ready to do that and I think this has in some ways has forced a lot of people but actually they've realized that that's a good thing and I very much see it as it can be a good thing if you're open to it if you're open to change. Absolutely and when we last spoke you talked to me about um, someone needs to be coaching ready before you'll actually take them on as a client. Mm-hmm. Can you briefly explain what that means? You're never going to change if you, unless you're ready to change, unless you want it. So you can't change if someone else is telling you to. So if someone comes to coaching because they 
uh, someone else is telling them that they should, that they're not confident enough, so therefore they they, they should go and see a coach because that will help them. But if they're not ready to put in the work and to kind of dive into those areas of themselves that perhaps, you know, the dark, the d- darker corners, not they're not dark, but the, the corners that they've been ignoring or the, and to do the work, they're not ready for that. You're not, it, they're not going to be able to make the changes ultimately. Uh, it also means for people if um because a a conversation I have quite a lot is the difference between therapy and coaching and for some people if people are experiencing um such levels of anxiety or low mood or depression that is means that they aren't able to live their day-to-day life it's impacting their day-to-day life in such a way then perhaps um, a more a therapeutic approach or a, a talking therapy is better suited to them than coaching. And that is always with, um, I always do um, a sort of introductory mini session before working with someone. And that's something that we explore and assess. That's really interesting. So one, they have to want to uh, work on something and they need to know, know they're doing it for the, their own reasons rather than somebody else telling them they need to. And two, they need to be uh, not in such a dark place that they need other help as well or maybe before you start yeah and so I wouldn't sort of call it a, a dark place I'd call it more it, it it's the it's always finding the service that is right that is that you need and sometimes some people um I've worked with people before who who are having it going through talking therapy as well as coaching at the same time and that can work really well for people but for some people it is the the best option for them and their needs at that time to get them to a point that they're coaching ready so that they're able to um to 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 kind of go through that process then therapy whether that's counseling some some form of talking therapy is the best option for them and as that's something that I would always do initially at first there's there's certain things conversations and questions that I would um, ask someone and ultimately they have and it has to be part of being coaching ready is also being willing to do the work because look you can't expect some people come uh, to coaching they expecting me to give them all the answers and that is absolutely not what coaching is about I believe as a coach that the answers and everything that someone wants is already within them together we just help to remove the blocks that are preventing you so I'm not going to tell you what to do or give you the answers and it that then therefore takes a lot of work it requires effort it requires work but if you put that in you will experience huge transformative benefits that will last a lifetime these are habits through coaching it's creating habits that last and a toolbox that lasts a lifetime but it takes work so that it's people being you've got to be at that stage and ready to put put in what you want to get out basically now one of the things that I've found quite interesting when I've talked about uh, life coaching with others or coaching in general um, is that some people are really pro coaching and Mm -hmm. some people are really really anti it or unsure of it or they just feel very uncomfortable with the idea and what I find quite interesting from what I've learned is it seems to me that if you were to go to a coach you're looking for some guidance for you to live a particular way whether it be to improve your business to um, improve your mindset to improve anything in your life and but you're looking for guidance because you're not sure how to get there do you think that the level of sort of negativity that can be around this area of of topic is down to complete lack of understanding or because those that feel that maybe in that particular area of their life think well I don't need that kind of help um 
is that something you'd probably agree with mm. I, yeah I'd say a bit about a bit of both I think it's a misunderstanding I think especially in the UK coaching is whilst it's very much a growing industry when I did my co- life coaching training um a few three three four years ago I, everyone was like what the hell is life coaching what are you doing what is a life coach whereas now everybody kind of everyone's heard of it so it's it's growing here whereas in, in the states it's been massive for 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 years they've been really into it and everyone sort of knows or has there's no stigma there's less sort of stigma with it I think and then also it's that some people don't some people don't need a coach and it and, or it's not the right time for them and they're not coaching ready that's not it's not it's not for them coaching enables you to get clear on what it is you actually want because so many people don't and I think often it's a fear thing people don't get clear on what they want so therefore no wonder you're not satisfied or fulfilled because you've not taken the time to evaluate what is most important to me what do I want my life to look like okay how can I get there and what is currently stopping me if we want to make long-lasting sustainable change we've got to look at the beliefs the values um, and finding a sense of purpose that are driving us or preventing us getting to where we want to be if someone had never played tennis before and wanted to get amazing at tennis you'd say well why don't you get a tennis coach so this is the same as someone struggling with confidence or struggling with setting up a business a coach will help them get to where they want to be and it's part of it is also accountability um, that having someone else that you know each week or every couple of weeks you're going to meet that you you need to have x y you said you were going to have x y done that by then so therefore you're going to do it is really is profoundly positive and really really helps people absolutely and I think one of the things that I've come across recently with with coaching is that uh, for some it's unaffordable for some they can't actually um, afford literally to do it and they literally are living on very very little or they can't justify it yet if then if they don't feel they're quite in the space where they're ready for those would you say that coaching is not only a way to get that uh, but it's also a way to do it quicker and therefore it doesn't mean that you can't make that progress on your own or using free resources or um, by by learning in other ways but it's just that a coach can help you get there a bit quicker. Yeah definitely and I would say there's so many incredible resources that are for free and lots of people as part of my business model that's always always been something that was really important to me um because what helped me in the most of my my journey is that I've gone from almost a decade being really really limited life limiting mental health issues and ultimately the thing that and I had lots of different therapies I'd never heard of coaching before the thing that helped me was self-help so self-help books YouTube videos um, podcasts weren't really a thing then so it was free resources and that trans- literally did begin to transform my life I did the work and that's what then led me to discover coaching I then made and particularly with my business as soon as when you invest in yourself not only mentally does it kind of say that I am worth it and I and and mentally make you commit to the change more because you've spent this money so I'm going to get the most out of this so there's a mindset thing with it as well um, but also working one-to-one with someone is is really profound but there are so many different ways of working for example the way I work I have loads of free content loads of free video content um, on the social media everything I share with the curiosity club there's the podcasts and um, lots of written content in the, the email my email newsletters um, and events online group coaching lots of that content is free then there's the kind of more affordable of working that you can do online courses or group coaching which I have which is 
people that has such a profound positive effect something about working in a group and realizing that other people really feel the same way I do I'm not alone it's not just about spending the money is it it's about spending the money and being ready to get the most out of what you spend the money on would you say that's right Absolutely. I, I, I always call it I call it an investment rather than a cost. And as I said, sometimes it, it just isn't an option, but there are but it's about seeking out the other options that are more affordable or are free because there's so, so, so many incredible resources. But also thinking of it as an investment, you're not that money. Money is an energetic ex- exchange. It's not that you're spending a thousand pounds or whatever it is and never seeing that again. I would say that if you're if you're someone who is lack of confidence has been limiting them their entire entire lives you've been holding yourself back you don't talk in work you don't go for that promotion you want or you don't start that business because you and every day you feel worried and anxious and and constantly feel that people are judging you Um, if you think about if you took that away and you got that promotion that you dreamed of and you went on those dates and you found a relationship and you looked forward five years and you were living the life that you kind of dream of two thousand pounds and people would pay millions of pounds for that so it's thinking of it as you're investing in yourself and your future very much in coaching. And I think that's the same for so, so many things. It's not, even if you think about it, buying a pair of jeans, it's not just spending 40 pounds on a piece of clothing. You're spending, well, how does that make you feel? If it doesn't make you feel good, don't spend the money. If that something is going to make you feel a certain way, the way that you want to, it's an it's an investment it's an energetic exchange seeing money like that that's interesting I think a lot of people have uh, concerns about how to spend money and they or they how to consider um, how they perceive money for example we might put it in our bank account and save it for the future and obviously we do need to have savings uh, but then we'll also fritter other things on you know drinks or new shoes or you know something fancy to put in our home that looks nice and I sometimes wonder whether the things that we spend our money on whether we've really thought about the options that we had for that money you know so that if we could have spent 60 pounds on a pair of shoes could that have got us something else that really would have actually benefited us on a long-term way those shoes might make you feel sexy or good or you know professional looking or whatever and if they do something for you that helps you in one way that that's great but if you are not getting enough of a benefit out of whatever it is you just spent on um you know we could reconsider where that money could go I've been really, really lucky to benefit from your podcast, which is a free resource uh, you have, which is called the, the Curiosity Club. And I came across this because I already knew you. You used to teach me yoga um, in, in your previous life. And I was so, so fortunate to come across that whilst I was on maternity leave and to be able to have um, those evenings in the be- in my um, daughter's bedroom at night when I was breastfeeding her. And I was able to absorb all the messages that you gave and it was a really, really important part of my development. I felt that in some areas I was already quite well progressing and in other areas I hadn't even given it that much thought. And in some areas I've managed to help other people by directing them to those particular resources where I think it will help them just consider the concept of maybe working on something. Um, but as you say, it's got to be when you're ready. And I, you know, I, I can definitely say I, I've, I've not used your paid resources yet. I'm hugely grateful that there's there's people like you that are putting stuff out there that 
one yes you can help a few people that are going to pay and have an intensive session with you and, and have a long-term session with you uh, but not everybody's going to be in that position so the fact that you've got stuff out there that will help people on their journey as they go I think is incredibly valuable um, and it shows that you you really do want to help in any way you can with the progress of other people's journeys. It was such a big part of my journey discovering sort of free resources online when I wasn't ready I didn't realize what I what really was going on what I needed to change and I certainly hadn't found the right person to work with or know what I needed from someone else so it for me it was and that, that was YouTube videos and that was we're talking sort of 10 years ago um was so so profoundly useful gave me such self-insight and 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 hope and that so that was always with the content of the curiosity club giving people an understanding to themselves and to give them hope and tools and techniques that they can use and I, the, so um the first season of the curiosity club which is a long one because it, it was over a year of weekly episodes it's 50 plus episodes that are there at the moment which is all very mostly there's some guests but it's mostly me and very much coaching advice coaching techniques and exploring different con- concepts to help people better understand themselves and better help themselves now moving forward we're about to launch the new season which is um moving forward it is guests uh, only guests and various different experts exploring those peaks of curiosity i talked about but the premise is still the same and the other thing that i think is really interesting is we look at coaches and think oh well they've either got it all figured out or they're just saying they've got it all figured out and i don't think that's true i don't think any coach has said they've got it all figured out they just have manage to find certain tools that can help them with issues that they have experienced and still in in many cases do experience um but you i know have launched this podcast but you had your own issues around that at the very beginning and your own delays can you talk us through that yeah absolutely actually i was i was going to say before but so thanks for reminding me of this point because it's such an important one there is no end destination with with self-work or self-discovery it's a it's a lifelong practice and it's exciting because think of it as self-evolution of who do you want to be you're constantly going to be changing and evolving through different phases of your life if you don't want to become stuck or stagnate or if you're beginning to feel like you are or think life is like losing its kind of vibrancy or joy or whatever that is a sign that you need to continuously be doing this this work we all do and by god no means that our coaches or certainly myself are not perfect the work is not done it's every day i'm and constantly i am doing work on managing my mind managing and processing my emotions so that i stay so that i can better help myself and that i can progress in my life my relationships and my business and it's very and i i personally find that exciting because it means you know it's embracing change if, if there's one certainty in life it is change you, things are going to change when life is great it's not going to last, last there's, things are going to change hurdles are going to come again when things but the good side the obviously flip side of that is that when things are bad or they feel really awful they can't get any worse they absolutely will get better so I coach women mostly also coach people on self-doubt fear of failure um, and feeling anxious those are exactly the issues that the things that I have struggled with in the past that used to stop me living the life that I wanted to that I didn't go after the things I wanted I stayed in relationships that weren't good for me so with the podcast one example same for my business my business I started six years later after I had the idea for podcast was about eight years after because I was worried what people would think 
Oh, oh, the people so and so follows me on Instagram um, from school. They're going to think I'm stupid if I start talking about all this self development stuff. What if I say something wrong? It's not good enough. Um, this, I don't know how to make a podcast, so I've got to do one more course. I've got to do all of this stuff. Um, and eventually, got to the point where I was like, no, I, I uh, obviously doing the work that I do, realizing that enough is enough. <laughs> I'm just going to get started. And the, the sooner you start, you learn from taking action. So you can put off a new whatever it is you want to do, making doing some self-development work, aiming for that promotion, getting a new job, going on holiday, asking that person out on a date, starting your business, your podcast, your blog, whatever it is. But ultimately, you will learn from taking action. If things go wrong, great. You'll learn even more. If things never go wrong and they always go right, you're never going to learn. Things will just stay the same. And that, to me, is boring. So it's about embracing the possibility that sure, things might not go the way you want it to go but that is how you're going to learn so constantly seeing it as a, as a way of learning and evolving I still have to check in myself all the time because doubts come up allow them to be there but take action anyway and do the thing anyway and I think that is the key to what makes some successful when I say successful whatever that means to you there's not doesn't necessarily mean monetary or big job titles it just means a sense for you of fulfillment whatever it means absolutely absolutely and when you started your business, literally, when you signed up at, are you are you self-employed? Are you? I'm self-employed, yes. Okay. So when you literally, I'm assuming, went on a website and filled out that self-employment bit and set up a bank account or whatever it was, what stage were you in when you did that? Well, for me, it happened actually very gradually. There was no like one stage, but it was. I came back from from the old <laughs> number of years ago cliche long trip for months, six months in India. Came back, and in that, I decided I'm going to be self employed. I came back, and then I never got another like. Well, I got part time jobs to supplement, but that from then I started then teaching yoga, and it and it slowly grew. So for me, there was no like. It wasn't black and white in that this is now when I'm self-employed. Uh, I actually had been self-employed before doing, I suppose, technically before before that, but not working in wellness, doing photography and, and things like that. Um, so it's doing things bit by bit, I think. some I, I always say to people, it's good to bridge things. It's, you don't have to take a massive plunge. You can do a little bit at a time and grow. For me, it grew and evolved over the last five years into what my, my business is today. Um, and I think that is a really good way of doing it. For some people, it might get to the point where you kind of you can go all in and in one. It's like really kind of clean line. But for most people, the best way is to gradually do something and, and alongside something else. Absolutely, because you're still learning at every point, aren't you? And there's nothing wrong with just starting business overnight. And I know uh, that there are plenty of people out there doing it, whether that means moving back in with your parents or uh, having your credit cards declined or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> It's a very, very difficult journey. And I think if you want to work for yourself, you can't always do that overnight, but you've got and you've got to try and do it in a way that makes sense to you. And I think for a lot of people, it's not affordable to do it immediately. They can do it, but just get started because your journey is going to be a long one. Mm -hmm. exactly getting started is the most important thing and you can do it in the evenings at the weekends or alongside and then eventually maybe going part time and doing it. But I think it's putting the least pressure on yourself is the most important thing because nothing kills a dream or creativity more than stress of money, of being able to pay your bills, of your know, conflict between your partner, whatever it is. And I think that there's, if you look, and I, what can be helpful is looking at other people's journeys. Everyone has started off usually as a side, um, as a side hustler. Nowadays, multi-hyphen careers, 
it's not so defined or black and white as our parents or grandparents um, generation. So we embrace that. Absolutely start small and let it grow. But the most important thing is just start as soon as you can doing something, even if it's just talking about the idea or talking to a friend or setting up the, the website. Um, just as, the sooner you start, the more you will learn. Don't be afraid of doing it wrong because there is no wrong. There's only learning opportunity. I think that is the key. I forget where I've even heard it now, but, you know, I've heard the sort of phrases of like, you know, fail fast and fail often. Um, and actually, I think if you start slowly, you give your op- you give the opportunity to yourself in order to fail in things early on um, and to be okay about that because you haven't put everything in your world into it whereas when you've uh, tried various areas and you yes you'll fail in bits or you have to tweak it or whatever you're then going to be that little bit more confident to invest again we're talking about investing ourselves invest more in it uh, including a lot more money 100 percent. i think it's the mindset towards failure it doesn't doesn't mean you're not going to be afraid of failing but it, it means that you the meaning you take if you do fail it doesn't mean detract from you it's remembering that everyone you see who is where you want to be so has the dream the business that you really want or you know is is being a yoga teacher or being a ceo whatever it is you aren't seeing the you haven't seen their failures in the last 10 years 20 years or whatever to get to where they are there will have been many we all have had difficult times have failed many times have fallen down it's about what you do afterwards picking yourself up learning from it so that you don't therefore you it can be different next time that is the key so remember that when you're looking at people thinking oh but they've had it so easy look what they've got I want what they have that to get to where they are they have pick themselves up they've embraced the fact that the possibility of failure taking action anyway and that is where they why they are where they are the people who aren't there are the ones that perhaps haven't been able to get themselves to that to that point absolutely and I suppose it's also worth knowing that just because somebody looks like they're at a point they're mm-hmm. still failing <laughs> absolutely yeah God, always and we just see obviously we're always seeing the highlight reel and there's nothing wrong with that we're sharing the best bits um, you know, to the question, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing, we share all the, the good bits. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as we all remember when we're listening that we're only getting the highlight reel. Everyone has their own stuff going on. And and that's okay. That is life. That Without the without the bad, you can't have the good. And I think that is just embracing, embracing it all as experience. It doesn't define who we are, whatever happens. Um, it's just what we, what we choose to do with that after. It's how we respond to the things. That's brilliant. And to finish off, Katri, can you just tell me what does it mean to you to live more of a life? So to me, oh, good question. It means kind of, kind of, I suppose, in a natural everything that we've been talking about, to be able to fully show up for yourself and those in your life, so that you're not afraid of, you're not afraid to do the work, and you're don't not avoiding the uncomfortable, scary things. So you're you're living the life that you want to live obviously the first step of that is getting clear on what that is but ultimately that is that is what I admire in other people that's what I try and tap into myself people and those are people that are having I admire people who have really messed up in the past or have gone things have gone wrong and they are still optimistic and hopeful and having fun and enjoying life that to me is more of a life to tapping into the joy because what is life if it's not joyful ultimately what's the point of working and setting up that business if you're not going to enjoy it Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much. Um, I really hope that some of what we talked about is going to be helpful to others and to open people's mind on the fact that coaching may or may not be for them. 
Um, it's certainly for some people. And it's one of the many ways that we can actually make some progress in our lives in whatever way we want to do it. Um, but also, you know, if you can't afford coaching, there are so many other areas out there now that uh, you can look at to get some help um, and some progress before you get to the point where maybe you might actually be able to afford it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to get hold of Katri, she's available on Instagram at Katri Barrett or her website is katribarrett.com. You can also find her podcast, The Curiosity Club, on most locations that you can find podcasts. If you'd like to get hold of me, feel free to email me via my website, which is canidoitmyself.com or I'm on Instagram at incrementaljane. Bye for now. I'll see you next time.